Hey everyone, welcome back to the Insert Mood podcast. Today is episode number six, and I'm your co-host, Christine Bo. And King Joy. Hope you're all doing well. Welcome to the middle of October. We made it. Mm, uh, what did we make it? I, I don't know, but we made it. We made it into spooky season. And I think that really sets the tone, the mood, if you will, of this podcast today. We were thinking about it and we thought, wow, our last few podcasts, arguably all of the podcasts we've done have been pretty heavy. And, you know, that's okay. We're, we're always happy to do a deep dive and talk for a really long time about many a topic. But today, yeah, but but today we're feeling in a silly mood, in a bit of a fragmented mood. And you know what? We kind of just want to talk about fall and spooky season because we are right in the thick of it. No denying it. And our official mood Buckle up for this one. This is a pretty rough pun. You're welcome to click out afterwards. But our mood today is leaf, laugh, love. You're so proud of that. I'm really proud of it. I'm extremely proud of it. But I'm also giving you, as the listener, an opportunity to leave or leaf, if you will. If that was too horrible. I want to leave right now. This was, you all can leave. King cannot because he is my co-host. That was not what we scripted. <laughs> he hates me a lot, but in a way where he can never leave. So <laughs> <laughs> you'll be doing the show by yourself. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Hi, I am the co-host and also the other co-host, Christy. Uh, we are very, very excited about this episode because. I am also a really big fan of Halloween and it is my favorite holiday of the year. And maybe it's because I'm a drag queen. Maybe it's because I like ooky spooky things, or maybe it's because I also just really like horror movies to the point where I like watching them by myself alone in the dark. And then when I get spooked, I take out my Polaroid camera and I just start shooting photos of my empty apartment. So these are things that I do. And is it better that you know that of me now? Yes. And are you going to judge me? Maybe. Do I care? No. (laughs) No. Leave your truth. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. And because we are in Halloween season, I think one of the first topics that we're going to talk about as part of our insert mood, leaf, laugh, love, is costumes. I love costumes, love wearing costumes, even when it's not Halloween, Christine (laughs) can attest to this. I can certainly attest to this. Yes. So I want to ask you, Christine, what are some of your most memorable costumes from previous years? So I'll be honest, I feel like my costume game has not really been that good in the past decade. I will say last year, so a group of us, me, King, some of our other coworkers and friends, we got together and we were a bunch of characters from Mean Girls. And that was the great costume. I played Katie Heron, King dressed up as Regina George. Amazing, amazing job. We totally won the shit out of that contest. We were tied <laughs> with another group and I call, I still want to recount. Yeah. <laughs> Also, if anyone is wondering, I look horrible in a red-orange wig. And I, yeah, red is red hair is not your color. <laughs> yeah, or in particular, red-orange. Red-orange, yeah. Yeah, red-orange with like a yellowy olive skin tone that's, <sighs> you know, but I, you know, but I did it for the cause, so. And we, like- as part of the visual narrative, it tied it together. So thank yes. you for your sacrifice, yeah. for your vulnerability. <laughs> Maybe one of the more appropriate questions, what's the laziest costume you ever put together at last minute? 
like, oh, there's a costume party. I need to put something together. So I look like I kind of made an effort. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, one year, I so I, I own um, like a Totoro onesie. I've definitely thrown that on for multiple parties. And it's funny because the Totoro onesie I have is <laughs> slightly off-brand. So the Totoro face looks kind of derpy and people are like oh I get it it's Totoro but like you look a little bit closer and the eyes and the smile look a little bit off and that's okay too that's definitely a lazy costume or like throwing on a pair of Minnie Mouse ears also a lazy costume as much as I do really enjoy Halloween and like this time of year but for some reason I always just forget to think about a costume. I know that doesn't necessarily make sense, but I do. I always forget. You see and my then, face right now. Like <laughs> King is appalled, but I don't know. I, I always forget. And then it'll be like a week and a half out. And I'm like, oh crap. I haven't thought of anything clever. <laughs> oh, you um, saw last year when we were planning our group costume, I had packages coming in the month before. And because I was dressed up as Regina George for the group costume, I even ordered the knockoff R pendant that she wears in the movie. And I opened it up and Christine's like, what is that? I'm like, it's the pendant, you know, because it's all in the detail. And I start planning my costumes like two months in advance. And Regina George was one of four costumes that I wore last year. So very different ways of going about costume planning here. Oh, yeah. I fully admit to having weak costume planning game. And, you know, King is my friend and he will help me grow in that regard. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I think I kind of got into my fascination with costumes or even just love of Halloween because every year when I was growing up, my parents, especially my dad, made it a project. And one of the most memorable costumes that he ever put together for me, and I would like to say that I did it, but no, my dad did it. And so for my third grade Halloween costume, he put together the most amazing Batman costume for me. Like the the utility belt, he found a way to, you know, that like sculpted six pack and oh my God, yes, piece, yes. but he found a way to sort of carve one out using cardboard and spray painting it with metallics in a oh way gosh. that made it look really believable. And then my mom sewn, hand sewn the mask with the ears as well as the cape. And it did not look handmade. It looked legit. And like, probably if you look back on it, you could be like that some parents definitely made that, but I didn't feel cheap in it. And I was very proud of it as well. And a lot of the kids at school were also very, very flabbergasted in a good way at how amazing my costume was. And I won the contest. And every year since then, Halloween has been a big holiday for me. And I think that's why Halloween holds such a special place in my heart. Because I know what every year my parents would come together on this creative project that we put together. And so Halloween holds a dear place in my heart from both a sentimental way, but also from my interest in the dark arts and dark craft. The, the, the theatrical. The theatrical. The theatrical dark arts. So I, I love that you brought up your parents helping you with your costumes because when I was in elementary school, my mom used to make the Halloween costumes for my sisters and me, and she was amazing at it. So there was a really cute costume one year were uh, me and my middle sister. She made pumpkin costumes for us. So I think I must have been like five or six. And so my sister was like three or four. And we were these little chubby pumpkins. Aren't and all even, pumpkins chubby? Not I to guess be a, so. <laughs> not, to be a, not to be a size queen, but have you met a skinny pumpkin? No, no. I guess I haven't. And, but, if, and if it is skinny, is it a pumpkin at all? I guess is it's it still like a, a, there's like a skinny squash type of thing going on, but, but I don't know. We, <laughs> we digress. digress. <laughs> um, 
So we were cute little chubby pumpkins that had like a bunch of stuffing in the pumpkin and in the jack-o'-lantern costume. And we even had little orange caps with little green stems on top. And we wore like white stockings and black Mary Janes. It was pretty insanely adorable. Um, I remember I was old enough at that point, five or six, to remember going around and it being a hit with the neighbors. They're like, oh my God, you guys are the cutest little pumpkins. Um, pretty, pretty cute. Maybe, maybe that's my journey this year. Just dressing up in sweatpants, orange sweatpants. <laughs> so remember that time when we were going to a drag show and it was not Halloween and we decided to raid my, both my makeup and my drag closet to put you into something. And I was like, I'm going to make you up. And then somehow when I showed a picture of you to my friend, they're like, we can tell Christine is a very gorgeous woman, but how did you end up making Christine into a woman presenting as a man, presenting as a woman? <laughs> so, you know, I you know, mean, it, I mean, it's your particular <laughs> skill set. It is a particular skill set because I am a man presenting as a woman. So I somehow put masculine features on you and then paint it over it? Was that the process? <laughs> I think that is, I, I don't know how you managed to do that, but but you did. Yeah, yeah. But underneath it, you could tell that that is a, the gorgeous woman. But <laughs> but it's like- yeah, well, But it was a very specific look. Yeah, yeah. Pretty funny. She was, she was playing with both spectrums of the gender <laughs> mm -hmm. at one time. With she that is look. both. She, she is all. Both. But you know- Gender is a construct. <laughs> We're all doing drag, as RuPaul yes. would be saying. <laughs> Aside from costumes, I really love going to haunted houses. And the best haunted house, one of the best haunted houses that I've been, has been thrown by and put together by a renowned Bay Area San Francisco drag queen, Peaches Christ. She and the crew that runs the Terror Vault at the San Francisco Mint, they convert this old bank into a haunted house. And I remember going two years ago and I opted in for the immersive experience where you allow the actors in the haunted house to touch you and pull you into random spaces in the attraction. I'm not a person that scares easily, especially in a haunted house scenario, because I know that they can't hurt me. <laughs> like It's a business. Like They're not going to get that far. <laughs> Knowing that, I love kind of fucking with the actors as well. And so I made the actors break at multiple points. And I also remember making one actor break because there's a doctor who is supposed to be a psychotic surgeon that like likes piecing different body parts together. And because I was the only one in that group that opted in for the immersive experience, he zeroed in on me and then pulled me into a cold room like a cold room storage where the body parts are kept and they got really close to my face. But I also recognize this actor in other productions of Peaches Price. Oh my he's gosh. He's pretty hot. Like he's pretty cute. And so when he got closer to my face, I just kept giggling. <laughs> oh my God. And, he, and he's like saying stuff to me like, and this is kind of ASMR. He's like, yeah, you want to be cut up, huh? You want to be put into different body parts? I'm going to stitch you up. And I I found that to be so hot. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and my response was this. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> he, and you scared him. And I scared him. But then he tried to one up it. And then the more he tried to do it, the more I kept getting like, like kind of giggly girl. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but I and he was like, he's like, I don't get paid enough for this. <laughs> Oh, he kept me way longer than than expected because the rest of the group moved because it's the haunted house. You move towards a guided path. So they had to move the group that I was originally with into the next section of the haunted house. And they had already been there for like 15 minutes. And the act that was acting out whatever scene was in that section ran out of things to do. <laughs> so oh my gosh. So when I walked back in after being relieved from the cold room, the group was like, where the F were you? I was like, I don't know. I didn't think that was that long. They're like, um, we were out of things to do in this room, but we couldn't move because you were still in that cold room. I was like, oh yeah, he really kept trying to get to me, but I think I won in the end. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Uh, so that's a little a little peek into my dark psyche, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I I also know you don't like haunted houses, but the things that you like about fall and carnivals are pumpkin patches. Yeah, I mean, I I just I just love that vibe. I I'm I'm not a horror movie person. I'm not. I've I've done maybe one or two houses haunted houses in the past. Um. But if there's like a choice to play a horror game or to watch a haunted horror type of movie, I'm like, I'm so good. You guys can do that. My my imagination is far too active to deal with anything like that. I think the last horror movie I watched in theaters, it was The Ring. Oh, but like the, the, the Japanese one or the, English Oh, sorry. One? Not, no, not the ring. Um, grudge, the grudge. The grudge. It was yep. the grudge. Horrible. Yep. I was, I had, ugh, that was rough, but I it was, you know, way it was a little fun though. I remember because it was like a huge group of us all in a row, just screaming the entire time. Yeah. So to answer your question, I, I do love a lot of the fall, autumnal cozy things about you said autumnal I can't autumnal. <laughs> that's uh, how deep you are um, in this vibe you're using that word I yeah I love things like pumpkin patches and corn mazes and wearing flannel not that it's good weather for flannel right now but it soon will be I'm looking forward to it I love being cozy and wearing beanies and drinking hot cider and all that stuff. It just invokes a very cozy feeling for me. I don't know if it's because I was born during this time of year, just something I really enjoy yeah. about this time of year. But, well, but please hold the haunted part. <laughs> <laughs> well, to make this a little bit more fun, we decided to actually brainstorm what it would look like if we created our own Leaf Laugh Love slash Halloween Town Carnival. You know, we've given it some thought. There's definitely going to be some attraction. And of course, because of my love for horror, of course, there's going to need to be a haunted house in oh, this carnival. It would be off-brand. But also to make it accessible to Christine, because I don't want it <laughs> to be scary ghost horror. We want to flip the script a little bit. So the prompt here is to brainstorm ways that we would put together a haunted house slash fun house to scare Asian American children from immigrant families. Like what would be a part of that haunted house? Oh my God. Uh, how much time do we have? <laughs> this could just be the podcast itself. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Maybe this, maybe there's a part two to this, but I mean, initial thoughts, you know, you walk down scary hallways, open a door to your parents just telling you, you know, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed that you're the worst of my children. You got a B plus on a paper. I don't really know how to call you my blood still. <laughs> oh, no, I think the worst would be it's not even a B plus. It is an A but you just didn't get an A plus. Yeah. Oh, that hits. Oh, I'm really shaking. It's rough. Ooh, rough, rough. Another room that you walk into would be your parents telling you that you need to call PG&E, but to pretend to be them. Oh my God. And you have to go through this very complicated issue that you have no idea about. But because you speak the best language in English, you're the one that's calling the bank, calling PG&E. Oh, yeah. Like that? Ooh. Hard out here. I remember, as a, I remember as a kid being horrified, pretending to be <laughs> my parents on the phone. Or, um, you know, it's just you going up to certain events and your parents forcing you to to pretend to be under the age of five so that you can get in free 
oh, or that's, whatever it is. That's not a joke. That's not a joke. Cause that, yeah, that, that actually happens. Yes. Oh yeah. That, that happened to, to us a lot as kids. Another room that you go in would just be handed a random instrument that you've never, <laughs> that you've never played before. Right. But you're presented to the recital as if you are the child prodigy and the person who is actually introducing you to the audience is actually your mom. Oh my God. And she gives you this look after the introduction, better not fuck this up and walks away. Oh my God. Or you're in a room and uh, this, this will speak to how long ago King and I went to undergrad, but you're opening acceptance letters that are paper. <laughs> From, I don't know. Do they, do they still do paper college acceptance letters? I'm I not sure. I think so. Maybe they Maybe. do. I mean, because there's more drama that way, you know. You have to go up to a table. There's envelopes you, that you have to open. One by one, you open each one. You're just getting rejected from college after college after college. And you don't know if there will ever be an acceptance from a college or your parents. Ooh, that hurts. Um, and that, my friends, is is the true meaning of Halloween. <laughs> Acceptance <laughs> from your parents. <laughs> the scariest thing of all. Uh, is that why I love Halloween so much? Because I never got acceptance from my parents. Oh, no, I do have acceptance. <laughs> oh, wow, that went dark. <laughs> Had to work hard for it. But you know what? I, I appreciate it. Going into the mystical for a second, I remember being a young kid, younger than I am now. And my parents, especially my mom, is really big on Buddhism as well as old school Chinese, I guess, magic would be a word. I don't know. (laughs) And I remember going into the tenderloin with my parents and I was dressed up and I was asking them where I was going and they were like well you're going to get blessed with a spiritual godparent I was like okay oh that means so they proceed to walk me into someone's apartment and it was oh my goodness imagine like the the witch from drag me to hell for people who know that reference Imagine that, but she was a very sweet Chinese lady, older Chinese lady, grandma age. And she proceeds to walk me into this dark room that was only lit by the fluorescent candles on the Buddhist like altar. For those who know, if you know, yes, you know, you, if you know, you know. So it's the altar has these electronic candles and statues of different deities and gods from the Chinese Buddhist culture. She proceeds to tell me to shut my eyes as I kneel down in front of the altar and recites this prayer that I don't know what she's saying, but it sounds familiar, but also not at the same time. She is speaking Chinese, but she's using various dialects. So it seems like she's kind of speaking in tongues. And then she tells me to open my eyes and tells me that now you have been blessed with a spiritual godparent that will look over you for all times. And wow. I, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> so that could like, be one what? of those rooms. That, plane? Yeah, I- yeah. That could be one of those rooms where you're just like a random parent just pulled you in and said, now you have a ghost looking over you. Good luck with that. But let's get out of this haunted house because I think we're definitely getting into very dark places. We've seen the the haunted house. People are able to go into the haunted, the extremely haunted Asian American house. <laughs> just full of haunting experiences. Just, just so it's haunting, haunting experiences. Yes. But you also have the option to go to a fortune teller or an astrologist. I think that role sort. is really played by you. Like you would be the fortune teller. A woman presenting as a man, presenting as a woman fortune teller. Yes. And people will be like, who is she? Or he, or they? Yes. We can't tell. And I that's love that. fine. Love that. 
We can't tell. But she looks good in her fortune teller costume. That's for sure. Is it a onesie? (laughs) She's really just flipping this whole stereotype on its head. (laughs) Love it. Um, Yeah, and I, I would basically just sit there, don't know anything about tarot cards or anything like that, but I'd probably just sit there and present, uh, I'd ask for your birthday. Uh, and I would, I would present astrology memes to you because you would pull out a computer. Will you pull out a computer? Yeah, I would pull out a computer. Memes be printed already. I'm going to go printed. I feel like it would be more impactful that way. Got it. Be a binder with, uh, Sheet protectors. Oh my God, they'll be <laughs> laminated like in the old days when we used to collect. Oh, stickers. yeah. I miss it. Trading cards. Oh my God. Feels like it was yesterday. Yes. I would totally do that. And people would be like, this isn't what I paid for. And I'll be like, no refunds. Sorry. <laughs> so I have some questions. <laughs> okay. Yes. If the meme turns out to be bad, or even if it's good, and I want to keep that and actualize it and sometimes fortune tellers give you something to kind of take away and be like hey hold on to this either as protection or as a way to magnify this good fortune is there a way for me to buy something from you what would that thing be um i think in keeping with the theme of leaf laugh love or halloween town i would probably direct you towards the other section of Halloween Town. <laughs> Which with is a co- With a coupon where you could pick up either a hot toddy or one experience where you get to jump in a pile of crunchy leaves, which would no doubt be very therapeutic for you. You know what? I love that journey. Because that would be actually a great way to have the visitors go into the vendors section of our carnival. And I did talk about the fact that the thing that I want the most whenever I go to any carnival is a hot toddy. And I I would personally want to erect a vendor stand that would sell souvenir thermos full of hot toddy. (laughs) Okay, what would this thermos look like? Describe the thermos. It would look like the well from the ring. (laughs) Uh, Of course it would. So the the structure of it would be the well. And then as you (laughs) open the top, it would just be the inside of the lid would just be that eye that looks at you. (laughs) Oh my God. So that would be the souvenir thermos. It's horror related. It's on brand and it's a well. It's a well put together idea. Oh my God. Oh my God. I just made a pun. I was like, (gasps) is the spirit of Christine possessing my body <laughs> <laughs> what would be something that you would sell at this vendor my gosh space? um i i would love to be in charge of the craft fair section i think that would be so fun i don't know maybe you could like diy your own flannel t-shirts or what are flannel t-shirts <laughs> or I, did i say flannel t-shirts i don't know Maybe you want a flannel t-shirt. What sort of Jeremy no, I don't judge. Scott from Moschino? <laughs> no, I don't judge. You can do whatever type of flannel clothing piece you want. It's just got to be flannel, that's all. Now I'm actually um, looking up flannel t-shirts. Oh, yeah. That probably exists. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like I just have picnic stuff on the brain because this last weekend I went to the West Coast Craft Fair in San Francisco and Mm -hmm. I ended up buying an adorable like wicker straw basket backpack thing. It's so cute. Um, It's a vibe. I don't really have any other way to put it, but uh, and it also has a zip for security, you know, when carrying all your picnic basket needs. And when the guy was selling it to me, he was like, look, you can zip it closed if you want, but you can also leave it open and have this leather strap go over the top and you can have taller things sticking out of it, like baguettes or bottles of wine 
or whatever. I don't know, pumpkins, what have you. I I can attest to the fact that this weekend I took it for a run at the farmer's market and I bought an absolutely enormous loaf of bread that was super heavy. Did you buy it because you needed the bread or because you wanted to have it sticking out of the bread? I mean, it actually, the backpack fit the loaf just fine. It was like a round loaf. So I didn't get to test its height parameters or anything like that. But maybe maybe that's in my future. Maybe a baguette is in my future just so I can test it. Speaking of bags, I think this is a good segue into this idea that we talked about. You know how a lot of carnivals have like petting yes. areas? Like pet a goat. I have, I have, I've pet, pet a horse at fairs before. Yeah, pet goats, horse. Going with the idea of bags, imagine if there is a petting area where instead of live animals, it, we partner with luxury brands that put up their most sought after items. Example being an alligator skin Birkin bag that you get to rub and touch and take pictures with. <laughs> picture it it's it's a it's a petting experience but with luxury items has it been done before Uh, i don't know i uh, maybe are we are we giving away the farm literally with this idea (laughs) i i mean i I've, i've heard of similar things where i don't know if you heard about this happening i believe in la but uh, like I, I know that influencers are often shown, you know, inside private jets or private planes and, you know, showing that they're living the life. But it turns out that uh, that was cracked wide open. It was a facade because there were places that you could go to pose on sets that looked like the inside of private jets. Nope. Mm-mm. Yeah. Ew. Horrible. I was just like, Wow. I mean, I do see a lot of influencers kind of getting onto planes. I'm like, how did you even afford that? <laughs> so it's a set. Yeah, I, mean, I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to say all of them are doing it, but I, I know. No, yeah, but at least some were, and so it's kind of wild that the fact that that's an option, though. Yeah, like, I know. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I, I mean, I'm a. I think you and I are both very all or nothing people. I'm like, I would never sit on a set. It's like, well, just come back to me when I've made it. And (laughs) I have access to a real private jet. (laughs) Well, instead of influencers faking the fact that they're on private jets, we would have something more cozy for them. I I do think that at this carnival, we're going to have a ball pit. But instead (laughs) of balls... Uh, it's just going to be a pit full of chunky knitted blankets that you can fall into. They can wrap around as a scarf. Is that a joke? Fall, <laughs> fall into? Fall into. Get out. No. <laughs> Don't create a pun out of nowhere. But yeah, and then it'll create some nice Instagram moments. Like, mm, here's me with a blanket. I don't know. So, I'm so cozy. I'm so I've, cozy. I've cozy fallen vibes. for this festival here. Oh my God. <laughs> and there'll just be neon signs everywhere surrounding the pit. <laughs> yes. It would just say blankets, but it would be random. Blankets. Yarn. <laughs> Fall. Fall. Autumnal. Autumnal. There'll be just, it won't even say autumn. The neon sign would say autumnal. Autumnal. That's the move. That's the move. Um, but then also like, what's, I know I talked about my drink that I would carry around. Obviously you need to have your favorite beverage at this carnival that we're putting together. So what's your, what's your beverage of choice? Oh man. I think it would be like a, some kind of spiced apple cider or a mulled wine. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I was talking about that with my roommate. Um, we were like, we need to have an evening where we do like a, a mulled wine and do cozy fall shit. Oh I don't my know. God. Yeah. This, Wearing flannel. This is full circle back to another uh, room in the haunted house for me. 
Oh my God. <laughs> One of the contributions that I always bring to my family get togethers over the holidays is mold wine. So I bring over the ingredients, cook it up on the stove. And this is like a Chinese slash Vietnamese American household of multiple generations of family that just gets wasted on mold wine. <laughs> and then also easy decides, and decides to also spike it with handles of Jameson. Oh and my God. I, and as the night progresses, That's a mood. this is how it dot lines back into the haunted house because there would be a room where all my uncles and aunts are drunk off their asses and just <laughs> doing Tai Chi while singing Chinese opera karaoke. Oh my God. That's so, a mood. So that would be a room. <laughs> That's a room. That's a mood. Um, I guess you could say the spirits will have taken over everybody. <laughs> I need this bald wine now. Yeah. Look, I am who I am. And who you are is a beautiful person. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we're talking about being entertained or scared by your family members making a fool of themselves at holiday events, which is in and of itself very haunting, I think there should be other aspects of entertainment that is available at this carnival and being a drag queen myself i do think that there should be a drag show so instead of telling you what this drag show would be this is the point of our podcast where i plug something personal on the side that i am involved in and i am a part of the san francisco premier asian pacific drag team called the rice rockets and we are going to be having our first ever virtual slash digital drag show on October 29th on Thursday, starting at 9.30 p.m. And you can grab your tickets at RR Horrors, and that's plural, so R-R-H-O-R-R-O-R-S dot eventbrite.com. And once again, that's rrhorrors dot eventbrite.com. Thursday, October 29th, 9.30. Be there. And we'll show you what a horror drag show looks like at our Leaf Laugh Love Carnival. <laughs> be there and get scared. You know what? I can get behind that pun. <laughs> <laughs> they can't all be winners, but that one was okay. <laughs> but I guess even though we can't all be winners, a lot of people in my Instagram feed, as well as kind of social feeds, are freaking out over the Lakers winning. Um, I, 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 don't, I tried to say this earlier. They won the, the season finale, the season, <laughs> the season. They won the season? They want, they're, they want the champion? They're champions. They're champions. They're M- the NBA? Yeah, they're NBA champions. <laughs> yeah. But at this carnival, what what would be in our sports arena? Like, I love archery. I think we got be, we can get behind some archery. Well, let me let me let me correct this. I don't love archery. I like taking pictures of myself with a bow and arrow, but never. Oh shoot. my god! Okay, Katniss. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to pose like a Katniss, but want to eat like a pita because <laughs> he likes bread. I. I mean, I really enjoy archery. I went and partook in some archery a few weeks back. That was really fun. Um, It was pretty difficult, but I really liked the activity. So I think archery would be very cool at this carnival. We could, you could watch people do it and you could also do it yourself. I do think ideally in this archery arena, then drag queens would be you're shooting at drag queens no you're not shooting at drag queens they're the moderators they're not getting shot at. no there are archeries where it's not the harmful like sharp arrows they're the suction cup arrows i'm sure oh, yeah. they'll still hurt they, yeah probably so i didn't think you were trying to kill drag queens i just thought you were trying to like suction cup bow them with the arrows oh my god 
another thing that's sports related, but maybe not sports, but people treat it like as if it is one, is the act of watching the leaves change in the mm-hmm. fall. And I don't think, I just don't, being a San Francisco native, that phenomenon doesn't really happen in the city. But now that I have lived up in Oregon, the people up there just get crazy about leaves changing. And I'm back in San Francisco for the next week. And I guess I've left Ashland, Oregon, uh, during peak time when the leaves are changing. And I've had multiple people telling me, oh, my God, you're not staying for the leaves changing. Oh, my God, it's so gorgeous. Oh, you're going to miss out. Oh, this is going to be... I'm not going to sit there like what I, I just still I it's obviously this topic has hit a core with me because I, <laughs> I, I don't understand the act of watching leaves changing because I don't think the leaves are instantly changing from a green to a deep red in an instant. So in order to make this more fun, I think in the sorts arena, I will have the act of watching leaves changing, but it will be a time lapse video where we count down to when the leaves change color and it will be groups of people that will celebrate the countdown and every time that it happens it would everyone would just get a shot of their favorite alcohol and jump into a pile of leaves and like then I can get behind like there's something fun behind it so that would be part of the sports arena and then we'll reset the clock so another group of people can enjoy it So yeah, I hope our listeners here would become our backers on our Kickstarter (laughs) for this Leaf Laugh Love Halloween Town Carnival. We're yet to determine what the various donation tiers would be, but (laughs) obviously it will include some type of all of these offerings. But if you really want to experience the haunted house that we talked about, I'll just invite you over to my mom's house. (laughs) That would be one of the reward tiers. Done. Done. Top tier reward. Uh, yeah, the, maybe the top three tiers can just be like like a too real look into the Asian American experience. Oh my God. Yes. And also, ooh, one of the rooms. Oh no, it's not even the room. In order to get into the haunted house, the person at the door that is overseeing the haunted house would first ask for your name. And then ask how you're doing. And upon answering, the person will then proceed to say, wow, your English is so good. Oh, God. (laughs) Where are you from? Horrible. And then, obviously, a good portion would also, you know, maybe half of the participants that would go into the haunted house would say, I'm born in the U.S. Then the person would then proceed, no, where are you really from? Too real. Oh, wow. Too horrific. Ooh, that sends sugar Ooh. down my spine. Ooh. Well, let's change the mood here and let's close out with the segment that we introduced a few episodes ago traveling through the medium of entertainment. So, Christine, for this segment, what pieces of entertainment, be it film, shows, music, have you been enjoying? Okay. So, I'm pretty late to the ball game for this, but on Netflix, I've, this show keeps getting suggested to me, um, Call the Midwife. It's a British show. It's got like nine seasons. So the show is about a bunch of nurses who work with, I don't know if it's a convent, but it's like they work with a group of nuns in East London in the 1950s or so. And it's about the trials and tribulations that come with serving the people in this area. A lot of people who are pregnant and about to give birth or other people who are just experiencing health issues and having to help them. And it's super interesting. I am a huge fan of historical dramas. I feel like Amp's just talking about this. Um, and like She is. If we record this over Zoom, so I see her over video. She's getting animated. Like her arms are waving around. She is myth wiferying. I don't I know. I'm super into it. I was describing this to some of my friends and they were like, 
girl, you're not really selling it. And I was like, I just love historical dramas. And they were like, like picture it, midwives in the pic- 1950s. Picture it, midwives, exactly. And my friend was like, don't you work in marketing? Shouldn't you be marketing this better to us? And I was like, well, you're not the target audience, okay? I love historical dramas. You're like, if I said the words midwife and that doesn't sell itself, I don't think it's a me issue. Yes. I think it's a you- that sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I love, I love historical fiction. I love historical drama. So this is totally up my alley. And what's even more fun is that I've been watching it with my roommate and she herself is a nurse. So it's fun to have her following along. And I'm like, I'm like, Margaret, like, what does this mean when they're saying like insert health thing here? Or like, is that really how they do that? Apparently called midwife has been out for like nine seasons. <laughs> so there's a lot of midwifery content for me to get through. Wait, I how many seasons? nine there's nine seasons <laughs> king looks horrified um i'm thrilled as so, is the same cast of midwives is there only one midwife is there a no cast there's of midwives it, it is a whole cast okay um i don't know if it if the cast shifts like throughout time but we will see um and and, and another show that i've just started watching is gilmore girls which I'm I'm way late to the game because that show came out in like the year 2000. <laughs> I think I was still in middle middle school then, but um, my roommate and I were watching the show The Boys on Amazon, which is also a great show, but is very like anti superhero and kind of heavy and violent. So we were like, you know what, we need something that kind of cleanses the palate a little bit. <laughs> and so I decided to put on Gilmore Girls, and it was wholesome and. No one was getting killed every episode and there was a resolution of conflict like at the end of every episode. It was very cute. So we're a few episodes into that and I'm really enjoying it so far. I totally get why, you know, people have gone back to that show to rewatch it again and again. So those are the things that I've been into. Yes. Call the midwife and Gilmore Girls. (laughs) Yours sound very wholesome. I love partaking am watching in horror movies in my spare time. And because I shelter in place with my husband up in Ashland, Oregon, I don't get to do that uh, a lot. And even when that happens, I have to wait until he goes to sleep so I can watch it myself. So now that I'm back in San Francisco and selfishly I'm back in San Francisco because I can actually use this time in my apartment here by myself so I can binge watch the whole entire <laughs> series, the new one of The Haunting of Bly Manor. Ugh, I'm, I'm going to finish it tonight, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's a mix of so many different things. Obviously, it's, it's horror. It's based off of a novel. And also, it has a very diverse cast versus The Haunting of Hill House, which is the season one. And also, it has a queer love storyline in it that I haven't seen in a lot of horror movies. I love that. And obviously, it has very scary moments as well, very moody moments. But I just love turning down the lights. I have a fireplace here. So I light the fire. And then I just... <laughs> get under the covers on the couch and just watch it. Cause I love movies like that. And I love watching. You watch it in the dark. I watch it in the dark. Oh my yeah. God. Of course you do. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Another thing that I've been watching is uh, Christine knows this, but I am not only a big binger when it comes to watching shows, I'm also a big collector of subscriptions. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many subscriptions and one of them, for those who don't know, and for those who are really into horror movies, I highly recommend this. It's a Hulu slash Netflix version of horror films and horror shows called Shudder. And so Shudder actually has a lot of lesser known horror movies, B cult movies, as well as more of your well-known ones like Wes Craven, Nightmare on M Street was on there for a good time. But one of the original series that they have on this subscription service is called Cursed Films, where they go into the folklore or urban legends surrounding famous horror films of years past and revisiting some of the curses 
that were supposedly wreaking havoc on set and on the cast and crew of the movies even after the movie came out. And so some of the anecdotes and curses that they looked at was at Poltergeist and how the use of real-life skeletons in the pool scene at the end of the first movie created the curse that actually really wreaked havoc on some of the uh, cast members. And then also the curse that surrounded the film The Exorcist. You're all going to die up there. I'm oh, quoting. my God. I'm quoting. I'm quoting the movie, not you. Um <laughs> But yeah, and, and it goes into some of the urban legend and, uh, around the curse on the set. Your mother's in here, Chris. Would you like to leave a message? Oh my God. I'll see that she gets it. I love that movie so much. I remember my dad. I remember I was really young. My dad also introduced me to a lot of horror movies. So maybe also going back to the reason why I love Halloween so much is because also I got introduced to a lot of horror films by way of my dad. And so, and I know we said we weren't going to get deep, but I guess we are as a way to close Surprise. out. Surprise! <laughs> this year would mark the 20th year since my dad passed away. And oh my gosh. I think that in kind of keeping his spirit, pun intended, around, especially during the October season, and he passed away just three days before Halloween, I think that I also like kind of scaring myself and putting on costumes and really energized by the Halloween spirit because a lot of it encapsulates the interests that my dad kind of passed on to me. And it's a way for me to sort of keep his spirit alive and, and honor it. So thank you for listening and thank you for sharing in all the excitements of this holiday season, even though a lot of people don't say it, but it is a holiday to me and it means a lot in very weird, dark, but also in very loving and sentimental ways. So thank you, Christine, for being on this journey with me. Thank you to the listeners. This has been a really great way to sort of visit some of these interests and to be reminded of reasons why I not only love Halloween a lot, but also why I miss and love my father a lot. So, oh, I love that so much. Thank you for sharing that, King. And thank you all so much for listening. We hope you're having an amazing spooky season. We hope you're staying cozy um, and close to your loved ones. And we'll see you all in the next one. See y'all. Bye. Bye. <laughs>